You're listening to the She Is Fierce podcast. I'm Kelly Youngs, the founder of She Is Fierce, a global women's network that elevates women's stories and gives you the tools and connections you need to live on purpose. We support female leaders and business owners who are ready to level up in business and life. We partner with and provide speakers and development programs for companies that believe in the power of supporting women on the rise. On our podcast, you'll hear the inspiring stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who have overcome challenges and built purpose-filled lives. And you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at my mission-driven business and learn how to brand and grow your own. Hey, fierce ladies, I am excited to be joining you again today for our summer school series inspired by our sister company, Heirloom Leadership and Learning Co. The last two weeks, we've been diving into how to build a personal brand. This week is all about the entrepreneurs out there trying to figure out how to make their business stand out. Now, if we haven't met yet, I'm Kelly Youngs, the founder of She Is Fierce, and today we'll be going deeper on how to build a powerful business brand and how to use your own personal brand to elevate your business. We'll be working through how to really understand your audience and how to communicate the products or services you offer. Before we jump in, I want to remind you that you can download our completely free personal branding roadmap at sheisfiercehq.com forward slash brand. If you haven't done so already, go and grab that right now. It will help you build a personal brand, and it also gives you some tools that you will use for your business brand. You might know this by now, but branding is one of my favorite things to speak about and teach on stages, in heirloom workshops, and in our She Is Fierce memberships. I love it because I have seen over and over again the incredible results my clients and our members have gotten when they did real, intentional work on their brands and followed our branding roadmap to steps to success. A lot of business owners, especially small business owners, struggle with branding and sales more than product or service and even more than the back-end business stuff. Honestly, a lot of huge businesses and wealthy business owners struggle with this too. Think about Elon Musk here, but also the many big, well-funded businesses that you see on the side of the road or online who provide a product or service that you might actually like and you could buy, but that you have never even considered buying from. Maybe it's a sandwich shop or a workout studio or even a software company. When we talked about personal branding, I broke these things into eight steps over two episodes. Since we're talking about business branding all in one episode, I'm going to give you a new list. Some of the items will sound very similar to personal branding, and some will require a little more research and, well, business-minded work. But don't worry, we will get there together. So here's the breakdown of the steps that we're going to cover today. Number one, before you do anything, identify your ideal client. Number two, research the marketplace. Number three, 
clarify your brand values and your brand signature. Number four, choose how you will present your business brand through language. And number five, decide what your visual style will be. So let's dive right in. Number one, we're going to talk about identifying your ideal client. So, so many people I work with start with their product or service in mind first, or their desire to give back by sharing their product or service with anybody who needs it. Those two things are incredibly important. But right now, at the very beginning of your branding journey, they are only factors in your research. So try to start this journey with the mindset that you are seeking the people who will benefit the most from your product or service, the people that actually want your product or service and can actually pay for your product or service. So I'm going to repeat that because it's really important. And often we forget about one of these three categories. So first, people who will benefit from your product or service people who actually want, they are actively seeking your product or service. And finally, people who can afford to pay for your product or service. Now, these three things might sound really obvious, but I would tell you right now that well over half of the new business owners or struggling business owners that I talk to are stuck on number one. They may have even moved on They may have gone past their ideal client and done a lot more of the branding work we'll talk about, but they're having a hard time because they're missing the critical foundation of a strong brand. That is understanding who you are selling to and who you are communicating with. So before you start looking at your competitors or creating a logo or a slogan, I want you to really consider who is out there in the world who will benefit the most from your product or service who actually wants your product or service and can actually pay for your product or service. These are your people. Often we focus on the people who could benefit from what you do. And the reality is there are going to be infinitely more people who could benefit from what you do than who could benefit, want your product or service, and can afford to pay for your product or service. So make sure when you are honing in on your ideal client that you focus on the individuals who fit all three of those criteria. You may feel like you want your brand to be popular and well-known, so you should try to get everyone to like it and have everyone follow you on social media. This is a huge and really common mistake. The more clear your message is, the more likely your audience is to actually engage with and purchase from you. And in order to make your message hyper clear, you need to get to know the people who are most likely to buy your product. Find those people. And remember, this isn't always the person who could benefit the most. A lot of mission-driven businesses struggle because we want to help everyone who could possibly benefit from what we do. That is a recipe for either a successful nonprofit or a business with no cash in the bank and a lot of people using your product or service who aren't satisfied because you aren't able to maintain the level of service required because you can't afford it. And look, I might not know you very well, but I am certain of one thing. 
You do not want to live that mess. And if you are running a nonprofit, first of all, amazing. But honestly, remember, most of these rules apply to nonprofits too. All right, number two, research the marketplace. You know your ideal client. Now you want to figure out who your competitors are and you want to identify businesses that have a similar ideal client base and are selling successfully to that client base. So there is a lot out there on the internet about how to build a competitor analysis. So I'm going to just refer you to Google if you're looking to build a formal market analysis to share with investors. Look, even if you don't need a formal 12 to 30 page document, you still need to do some research on what other businesses out there are doing what you're doing and or are reaching the people that you want to reach, your ideal clients. There is so much value in this exercise. You'll want to take notes of the products or the packages that your competitors are selling, the price points that they're selling at, where they're advertising, what kind of language they're using to communicate with their customers, and if they're successful or not. You'll want to identify what is different and special about your business that sets you apart from the crowd. And we'll do more of that in the next step. And here's the deal. A lot of this can be done online now, but I don't want you to just doom scroll online at night, looking at your potential competitors, wondering how you'll ever be as good as them or spend time thinking about how you've, you're already way ahead of your competition because you have X, Y, or Z that they don't have. That is all a waste of your time. Set time aside and take notes. Write all of your observations down and look at multiple competitors together once you have done all your research. Look at the similarities, the differences, which businesses are more successful and why. What is the scale of the price points? For those of you who are able to charge more, what are your competitors who are charging more offering that makes them more valuable? All of this will help you not only build a stronger brand, but also make more sales when you really start pitching customers. Understanding the marketplace will give you a head start. All right, the next step is one of my favorites. And if you were here with the personal branding, you will already have worked on this for your personal brand. I go and I dive deep in on brand values and brand signature in podcast number 42. So I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to that one for a full overview of what this means. But for number three, clarify your brand values and brand signature. At its heart, this is an exercise about figuring out what, the, what your values are and what your brand stands for and identifying your unique selling proposition, the thing that your business does or provides that sets you apart from any competition. Your values can align with your personal values, but make sure that you are also considering the values of your ideal client. You may have family as a core value, for example, but if you're selling workout packages or handmade jewelry, that value is probably not relevant to your brand. 
In those cases, you'll want to consider what values your ideal client holds that your business can really lean into and that relate to your product or service. So using the example of a handmade jewelry business, maybe a value that your business holds is quality craftsmanship. That's not likely to come up on your personal values list, but it can be a powerful brand message if it aligns with your approach to business. Okay, so let's get started on number four. Choose how you will present your business brand through language. All right, so all that research you did on your ideal client is going to come in handy for the next two steps in our business branding exercise. First, you're going to clarify the kinds of words and the way you will speak with your prospective customer. Are you going to be formal, informal, super casual, and upfront? Will you use curse words to make an impact, or will you keep your language very elegant and refined? When making decisions about how you will communicate, always keep your ideal client in mind. Consider how they like to be spoken to. What brands do they connect with and what did they find aspirational? This is a great time to look back at your market research. You don't necessarily want to speak to your ideal clients the way your direct competitors do. Instead, you may want to look at the brands they love in other spaces. For example, if you're a life coach, you may want to think about how Lululemon approaches its audience, if that's a brand that your prospective client tends to purchase from. This isn't always true, especially if you have a particularly high-end or low-end product, but it is a great starting point to really understand how your people, your ideal clients, like to connect and be spoken to. You won't be done with this exercise until you have a brand positioning statement, a slogan or tagline, and a brand language style guide. So let's walk through those. Your brand positioning statement. This is a simple statement about the value your products or services bring that rings true with your audience. Think of this as your business elevator pitch. Now your slogan or tagline, this is an even shorter and catchier version of your brand positioning statement that works well in advertising, on your website, or on your business cards. Think about the power of popular short slogans like America runs on Duncan, Red Bull gives you wings, or everyone's favorite, just do it. These are catchy, easy to remember phrases that either explicitly state or imply both the values and the brand signature of your business. Creating a slogan can be tough, so I highly encourage you to spend time on it, don't jump the gun, and ask for feedback. Now, finally, you're going to want to put together a simple brand language style guide. This can be done on a one or two sheet document that has your brand positioning statement, your slogan, your offer overviews, etc. Any wording that you use consistently to promote your business. In the future, you may choose to add things like a generic press release that you edit each time you have a new thing to promote, or a generic pitch email that you personalize before sending it to a new prospective client. 
Basically, we want to create a repository of all the best phrasing that gets you results. So you don't have to rewrite the same email, pitch, or explanation of your offer every time there's a new opportunity. Your work on your brand language style guide and its results will make your life easier for years to come. All right, now finally, we want to step into number five, decide what your visual style will be. If you're not a design-minded person, I highly recommend bringing in a professional for a little help with this one. And even if you are design-minded, you may want a designer to jump in and create a brand style guide, a visual brand style guide with the basics all organized for you. And maybe add a few of their own designer flourishes. Here are some of the items that should be on your checklist. Number one, your logo. Do not, I repeat, do not do this yourself. Do not do this yourself. If you spend money on one design item, please let it be your logo. Your brand foundations. You're going to decide on your brand colors. And remember to consider your ideal clients. What kinds of brands are they drawn to? Don't copy a popular brand, but use their faves as inspiration for your own. Let's use an example. Maybe you have a swimwear brand. Without any more information, I might immediately think that your brand colors should be bright and colorful. But if your product line is actually high-end and your values are quality, refinement, and luxury, your brand colors should probably not be bright and colorful. Instead, they should be more subdued. And maybe you have a palette that has pastel colors and maybe some hints of metallics in there. Design style, photo style, and all of your overall visual elements need to suit your products and services. Think about if you want your brand to be light and bright or sultry and moody, you will appeal to different clients and you will be communicating different brand values just by the colors and imagery you use before anyone ever reads a line of your website. Remember to make sure that the brand language style you've chosen, maybe it's light and fun, aligns with the colors you've chosen. Maybe they're light and bright. At She is Fierce, I didn't have a design budget when I first started out. So I started with my own design mockups and our first couple of websites were really my own work with the help of a wonderful logo designer and a few tips and tricks that I learned from listening to podcasts just like you and reading up. But once I had a budget for design, I prioritized it and I hired a fabulous graphic designer to take the pieces that I already had to polish them and create a beautiful and useful brand guide with all of the different rules for our visual brand and basics like color hex codes and logo placement. With your logo, your brand style guidelines, and imagery guidelines, you will have enough to create your brand assets, like your website, brochures, business cards, email signatures, and anything else you need to deliver your products and services. 
So we have covered a lot. Let me just go back and repeat our five powerful business branding steps. Number one, identify your ideal client. Number two, research the marketplace. Number three, clarify your brand values and brand signature. Number four, choose how you will present your business brand through language. And number five, decide what your visual style will be. At this point, you will have a pretty clear and effective brand in place. And remember, we started with your ideal client. Finish this process with your ideal client. Ask for feedback. Find those real ideal clients out in the world and ask them to give you constructive feedback. On future podcasts, I'll take it to the next level with you on how to get your brand out there into the world through advertising, public relations, and more. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review and let me know what you want to learn more about or who you want to hear from as a guest. We have a fantastic lineup coming up this fall, and I'd love to know who else you want to hear from. I'll be back here next week with some lessons on overcoming challenges and even failures and coming back stronger. I'm going to be sharing some of my own stories and some of the lessons I've learned from working with people who are really trying to figure out how to get out of a rut to people whose entire vibe screams success story. You'd be surprised about how much they have in common and the simple things that often set those two groups apart. If you haven't done so already, go and grab our completely free personal branding roadmap at sheisfiercehq.com forward slash brand and use it as your guide or check out our membership at sheisfiercehq.com forward slash join to access our full heirloom course on building a powerful personal brand. Plus, inside our membership, you have access to dozens of other workshops, heirloom courses, mentor replays, and more. And if you're still figuring out exactly what your next steps look like, you can grab our free Passion and Purpose Challenge at sheisfiercehq.com forward slash passion. I can't wait to see you here and talk to you here again next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the She Is Fierce podcast. Join our community of fierce female leaders and women on the rise who are ready to level up, make more money, find more joy, and make their mark in the world inside our She Is Fierce membership, our high-level CEO mastermind circle for entrepreneurs, or at one of our sold-out live events. Choose how you want to get involved at sheisfiercehq.com.